0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The Humans opens in movie theaters and streaming on Showtime today, based on the Tony-winning Broadway play from 2016 about a family gathering for Thanksgiving. I spoke with actors Richard Thomas and Pamela Reed when they brought the play to the Kennedy Center in 2018, as well as hearing their TV memories of The Waltons and Parks and Rec. Richard Thomas. And? Pamela Reed who star in The Humans, might have heard of it, the Kennedy Center. Welcome to WTOP, guys, and thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you. Thank Good you for having here. us. The reason it sounds familiar to a lot of our listeners, if you tuned in to the Tonys and were watching Hamilton win Best Musical that year, I believe The Humans won Best Play that same year, correct? That's
1: right. It's a. It was a big winner. And uh, it's a for good reason. It's a wonderful, wonderful play.
0: Let's uh let's just give a quick uh, plot summary here. Premise of the show.
2: Well, it's about a family coming together over the Thanksgiving holiday and all of the uh, the ramifications of that great meeting. You know, today people don't live in the same city and grow up in the same city and or even you know anywhere near each other now. So when they come together, oftentimes. They fly in, and there's always a new member, a new partner, a new something, and uh, and and the dynamics that come from that. Um, a lot of comedy in this play. It's a
1: wonderful, a wonderful comedy, and and but but full of. Uh, it's just it's well. There's a reason it's called the humans. It's so much about what it is to be hu- a human alone in the world with what. With uh, joys and sorrows that attend that, and to be humans together, um, it's so much about um, about the re- how people. Um, well, it's family, you know. It's about uh, the most ex- extraordinary piece of writing about uh, a subject that you might have seen before. Oh, we've seen Thanksgivings, you know, with people coming together <laughs> right. for Thanksgiving. We've dinners, seen Hannah and her sisters for they... <laughs> coming together on yeah. the holidays. But Stephen Karen, the playwright Stephen Kerem, has written this exquisitely beautiful piece of writing for six actors. It's like chamber music. Um, and it really, I think sometimes when, when we're on, it, it it must be a bit like looking through the window at a, at a family at a Thanksgiving dinner uh, it, and just, just watching them be together. It's very beautiful. Well, and done. also when the
2: audience, there's so much laughter in this play, which is such a joy to... To do a comedy and and you but I think a lot of the laughter comes from the audience recognizing themselves. And so they laugh um at this human condition that we aren't just observing, but that we actually live on a day-to-day basis. I know the Thanksgiving this year, my husband kept looking at me. We were doing the loading the dishwasher and he said, This is just like this is just like the play. It's just like the play, I can't get away from your play.
0: You know? So What's here, stay different? tuned for the dishwasher scene, everybody. <laughs> um, describe I mean, we've gone into sort of that it's set at the at Thanksgiving, you know, table. But um, th- tell me about the family members. Who are who are the family members that come and gather? The, the Blake, the Blake clan.
1: The
2: Blake. The mother, father, two daughters, the new partner of one of the daughters, and the mother of the father right. who is suffering from dementia hmm. and that is exquisitely portrayed by Lauren
1: Klein. Yes. Yeah, it's and uh, you know there's there's one there's a there's a great uh, spiritual teacher Jack Kornfield who 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 likes to say just remember that everyone you meet is going through a great struggle. Uh, no matter how you may feel about it when you meet them, everyone is going through a great struggle. And the beauty of this play is that each one of these characters is going through a very particular set of challenges in their lives. Um, so you get to see each individual's passage, but also how they all support one another and ultimately care for each other and ke- and get e- help to get each other through. Uh, it's a, just... It's really beautiful that way and the father's got his stuff that he's struggling with mom has her stuff uh, but they obviously. don't talk about it they, yes don't exactly talk about it's it. not it's not a what you would call a Typically theme-driven play. It's not. It never says, "Look at this. This is what we're talking. This is right. what this play's about. This is Mm-mm. this is the important part of this play." It's not that kind of thing. It's a very different and beautiful kind of writing.
2: We don't give her, we don't give ourselves permission to talk about what we're going through, right. you know. And and that's true in life. Oftentimes, we yeah, don't you don't miss, really sit and talk no, about no, it. No, that we don't loud, do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. You have to get up and get on. <laughs> and this family is like that, you know. But the audience. It's a play for the audience to discern what's happening underneath. And it's not named. It's not like Eugene O'Neill where you're going to have these big speeches and everybody talks about their Sturm und Drang. This is not what happens here. And that's why there's so much comedy. And what's underneath is um, unearthed by the audience, not by the actors up there on stage, which is lovely.
0: So it's up to us to sort of read between those it's, lines and that's what's left right. unsaid. That's, and that's right,
2: where it's really it. an audience's play.
1: And it's a wonderful play about the gener- relationship between the generations, too. I mean, young people who see this play have parents, and so they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I know what that's like, I'm <laughs> going up, you know? And mm-hmm. parents who have young people in their lives go, oh my God, these kids. It's a, it's a wonderful intergenerational drama. Um, and, uh, and it's a I, bullet train, you know, yeah, it's, it's amazing, 90 it's, minutes, no intermission. It's astonishing to me how, so how fast. richly packed, deeply packed this play is, yeah. you know, there's so much in it in such a brief time. Um, Efficient. it touches on so many things. <laughs> no, it's truly extraordinary. Um, you know, it's like freeze-dried. You, you, you add water to it and it just expands. You know, you <laughs> freeze-dried? Right. Yeah, you freeze just dried. add that. I Remember that freeze-dried human copy, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, just add some acting, add a little water, a little moisture, a little human, and the whole thing just expands into this beautiful, beautiful picture of, of what it means to be humans alone and together. I've never heard that analogy in here before. I love it. You may never hear it again. (laughs) Stick (laughs) around, Richard Thomas. You hear a lot of stuff you've never heard before.
2: Some of it's pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) we can't
1: wait. So tell me about your guys' characters individually. Eric and and Deidre are coming to the home, the new Chinatown Basement okay. <laughs> apartment Basement Duplex. Of oh, one wow. of their daughters who is is living with her boyfriend, oh, which I, right okay. right away, you know, creates some issues for an old for an old-fashioned <laughs> couple like us. Uh so we're we're we have actually made the trip from Scranton, Pennsylvania, lovely into, coal mining into town Chinatown <laughs> in Manhattan to have Thanksgiving dinner with our daughter and her boyfriend, and then our other daughter. Uh, is who has just broken up with her girlfriend is um, is joining us as well. So it's it's us and our two girls and the new guy. How
0: does the, the well? We can get into the new guy stuff later. But in terms of just I mean, going from Scranton to this basement apartment in Chinatown in, in New York, um, what? how is it how's the culture clash sort of um, well there's playing. A, there's
1: the play as as Pamela talks about the, the the play the play deals a lot with culture and with economics um, you know this uh this f- couple from Scranton a, a, you know a real working couple coming into Manhattan and into that world uh, the, culturally and economically uh, they become self-conscious about it i think it's a very the play the play looks with a great deal of compassion and I think a great deal of understanding at people on both sides of that, the the cultural divide.
2: I think um, that we're looking at, you know, we like to think of our Calvinist society that, you know, that we're on a trajectory, you know, you start out young and, and you've got some tough times, but if you work hard, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is a, a chance you'll make it and, and, and have a life and be able to support yourself and move forward and raise children and take care of them and they'll move forward um, and then you get older and you retire and this and that, whatever. But um, we're seeing that today that that's not the case, just getting started. We have more people living at home in their 20s than yeah. we did in post-World War II today. Mm-hmm. We have um, people who are retiring and then working in their 70s, 75. I was in Nordstrom's getting some shoes the other day, and this woman was waiting on me, was 84 years old. Mm. She worked at Nordstrom's for 46 years. She was... She rocked the clock, man. She was really cool. Uh, but she's still working, and she wants to work, and that's a little bit different, but there's so many people who have to work into their 70s because they can't make ends meet today. And so the play also looks at what we used to be told and what the realities are now today.
0: It's not that linear trajectory that no. you're talking
1: exactly about. There's a lot so. of sits and starts. And, yeah. Exactly yeah. so. And yeah. you see how the young people are struggling as well. Uh, right. You know, and the, for, for and, and they're going to have a whole different set of experiences. Uh, the, the play is a lot about work and about about um, the the purpose, how how we look for and define the purpose of our lives. And you yeah. know, all it's funny because you once you start talking about these issues within the play, it all starts to sound very serious and rather you know sobering. But in fact, it's the most buoyant sort of experience it's a, it's a beautifully balanced between it's between light times. and dark it's
2: raucous and it it moves through all of its delineations with a with a lot of grace it's it's just a joy to do and of course it's especially joyful to start out here at the Kennedy Center in Washington DC the great home of <laughs> um I was I such a so it's such an honor to be in, in this building. Um, my parents went to Kennedy's uh, inaugural ball. Oh, and wow. I remember when I was a little girl, and I remember the dress my mom wore, and it was so, so wonderful. And then with all the sadness that happened years later, and but now to be able to be in this building that was the vision of Jacqueline Kennedy and this beautiful memorial. And I just learned that, in fact, the... The property, right, was um, purchased originally by Eisenhower, and I never knew that. Mm. And, and we are in the Eisenhower Theater, and we are so praying for uh, people to work across the aisle and look at that beauty across the aisle between yeah. the Kennedys and the Eisenhowers and what has transpired all these years later. I understand it's 50 years, and 2021 it'll be 50 years old. God, it's such a privilege to be
1: here. Yeah, it's a great, great place to work.
0: And so you're kicking it off here. You said this is where you're going to start it, and then yeah, you, you're start. taking and it you nationwide. Know,
2: it's now. This is very unusual for a play to tour of the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm a novice at touring um, after all these years of acting. Richard is an <laughs> old hand at this, but we will be going to eleven cities, and we are we have previewed and and uh, started out and rehearsed in New York, and then went to Seattle, and now we are we are here for the official tour opening. And we will go um, everywhere. Richard promises it will be absolutely delightful. Well, it's you know I
1: I toured. I toured with one other show. I I did a a big tour for. We went out for two seasons actually of Twelve Angry Men, which is a which was a great show to tour in, and we We, went all over the country. Were you number eight? I I was number eight, and I I would always wanted to tour because it was always such a part of a theater actor's life, and and uh, so when I did it. I just had the most wonderful experience. So when this came, it was like, oh yes, I'd like to do that again, especially with a, with a play that's so terrific. And it's fun to bring a show to different cities because each city has its own particular flavor, and 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 the audience will 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 find different parts of the play that they that are particularly relevant to their lives. Mm. Uh, but the most important thing is that you have a good time with a wonderful company, and we're very lucky because I think we've got a, you know. We've got a good, we've got a great cast. Yeah, you know? don't, and don't, do on your, your co stars a little well, bit. Who plays the other, I, you know, family. Yeah, members. it's a wonderful, it's a, it's a terrific company. And this lady sitting to my right is very, <laughs> very, very special. Pamela Reed, it's a, it's, we're having, we're having a good time.
0: There's bonding going on between, behind the microphones here. You can just see it.
1: <laughs> it, well, you know, it either—I have to tell you—it you can figure out if you've done it enough times. You can figure out within the first five days of rehearsal, yeah. you know, whether you've got what the chemistry is going to be. And we were lucky, don't you think? I mean, well, yeah, we look alike. Yeah, <laughs> it's, true. It's, true. I it's most important. I People in the back row are going to really know. judge you. Are they brother and sister, or are they husband <laughs> and wife?
2: Um, well, we yeah, have, we're just having a, a, a wonderful time. I mean, yeah. I just can't, as I told you, I'm just starting out on tour. I mean, we have Louise Vega and Daisy Egan and Teresa Plain and, of course, Lauren Klein, as I've mentioned. And, you know, I can't imagine being on tour. And not getting along, or well, something, would, which I'm sure happens. It is yeah. not happening here. No. We really, really like each other. On stage, we argue and fight and scream and yell and go through what you yeah. go through uh, in terms of this play, but off stage, um, it's pretty terrific. Daisy Egan, Secret Garden. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. she, she came in here. Right. Talk, she Secret was the original. She yes, won she, as, she, as a right. child Yeah, right. She won that.
0: Right. Team. Yeah. Right? So you yeah. see tons of familiar faces in this, yeah. and they're going to yeah. know you guys from your TV yeah, work too. Strong, so um, it's a it's a
1: it's a strong company, and uh, the director, you know, Joe Mantello, wonderful director, and this is a partic this this show for. Actors and I and I'm sure for the director presents a particular set of challenges because it's so naturalistic. It takes place on two levels, upstairs and downstairs. Um, the the ensemble writing is so intricate, and the idea is you know it should look effortless, but in fact it's so precise and so worked out and so. Don't you find that? Yeah. I mean, well, the uh, way people talk uh,
2: over each yes, other. Yes. The way a, we're talking right now. Exactly. The, you, there's like there'll be a line <laughs> on this on the page. Normally, you'll have your character's name, and then there's a line horizontally, right. and that's what you say, right? In this text, you'll have a line, and it'll have slash marks in it, and that is where the lines below it, where the people start speaking. Wow. And the exactitude within which this play works is is it's really 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 so it's annotated with the slashes of yeah, where you should, actually oh, what it, exact it, words everything you talk is
1: every, every, exact words i mean wow. there there are it's completely precise and uh, that's the beauty of it. It should, if we're doing it right, it should look absolutely spontaneous, right. and yet it's completely worked out. Exactly. And so it presents a a, a very ex- exciting and satisfying set of challenges. And nerve wracking. It could
2: take you to a mental hospital. You you know, know? To get it. To mean, put it together <laughs> oh was a well, lot that's of where work. this is we your here. session. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, that's fine. I feel better already. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to talk about our listeners. I mean, they're gonna remember you, Parks and Rack and lots of stuff, uh, and of course the yeah. Waltons. Sure. Can I get a sure. quick memory of, of each of those? I mean, how, how does this fit into your, into your guy? I mean, you've done it all. If you want an Emmy, it's John Boy. And I... We still
1: say good night, John Boy, in the newsroom. See, there you go. Across you do. Center. Yeah, for people Aww. are leaving, they say goodnight, John Boy. It's crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? It's wonderful, and I'm very yeah. happy about it. I had a. I was checking my bags at the airport. Uh, to come to Washington the other day. And the guy who was taking my bag said, you know, I come from Tobago, a small village in Tobago. And we had one television set and the guy who owned it on Sunday nights used to take it down from the bedroom to the living room and invite everybody. And everybody from the village would come and sit in his house and we'd watch the Waltons once oh, a week. That's so The whole village would come and watch and people would look through the window and watch the show. Oh. And, you know, it's that's just... it's." Astonishing to think about that, and humbling, you know. You still but get people
0: I, coming up to you saying, "Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah. of course, you know." But uh, thank God, it was something that I'm proud of and that I enjoyed. And you know, we still stay in touch. We're very close. Yeah. It's like a second family to me. It's been very, it's, that's it, a wonderful. It, you know it was
0: second row, Virginia, right? Wasn't
2: it? In, yeah, it was second Virginia. Yeah. 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 They're bringing back so many shows, you know, recently that have been hits. I wonder what the <laughs> dynamic would be to see a show that was based with such strength through humility in the yeah. in these bombastic times. Well, I think it would resonate quite. I think it would quite readily. Yeah. And how about Parks and Rec? I um uh I had a great time, and Amy Poehler is a gem. She's a wonderful, wonderful actress, and she is a pearl of a girl. Nice rhyming. There Mm. you go.
0: (laughs) Um, All right, so let's bring it back to the play before we get too sidetracked in your guys' past work. But, you know, how, I guess if if we show up and and our our listeners come to this, what's going to be their takeaway when they leave here? How's it going to affect their, you know, their next encounter with their own family?
2: Well, the part at the table takes about two minutes. It's <laughs> okay. all the stuff that leads up to a moment and all the stuff that happens after. And, and it's uh, and that's really what life is, isn't it really? I mean, you know, and, and so I would hope that people would come away with this um, with new things to think about as all good theater. Should they remind you of yourself and then they invite you to new parts of yourself? through the experiences of others,
1: and I would hope that that would happen. I agree. It's such a compassionately written play. It has such compassion for all of the characters. I'm always hoping that that part of being human rubs off in the theater, uh, and that when people go forward into their next sort of family encounter or even any kind of encounter with, with, with people they work at work, or that, that they bring some of the compassion that the play has shown... Uh, to their understanding of the struggles that, that everyone is going through, that they may not be revealing at the moment, but you know they're there. Because the play does ask, everyone in the play has got an existential crisis. I mean, it, particularly sort of Eric, you know, and what he, but, um, but this feeling of that no matter what life gives us and throws at us, we still have to put one foot in front of the other and move forward. Uh, and sometimes we feel like we're doing it alone and sometimes we feel like we know we're doing it all together so it's just it's, the play is so human that you know, I just hope people take that compassion out out into the street with them awesome,
0: we'll come out a little more human after soon some... <laughs> awesome, yes. well, thanks so much for coming in this thank you great. Um, for having us thank Good you time. very thanks, much guys.